Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. Some shitty ass, like, so I go up there. I go up there to um, check it out. Um, Cause I also need to know what kind of furnace I had for the thing that I'm going to say about later. So I open up the filter part, and there's this metal filter sitting in there. There's a hole this big. I'm holding up my hand, yeah. my fingers wide apart, and the filter is like this. I'm holding my fingers like yeah, finger length it's apart. It's tiny. So it's just rattling around in there. Air can flow all around it. It's not filtering shit. Like, a filter only I mean, works. it was full. It, it, there was some crap in it, yes. Um, but a filter only works if it's blocking yeah, the everything. spot completely. Yeah. And it was wide enough. It was not blocking. It, no, it was... The hole was like four or five inches wide, and it was one inch. So <laughs> it was like this giant... I'm like, what the hell? So I pulled that out. Went to the Lowe's and got the normal filter and shoved it in there. 
now I'm like a... Anyway, that's why I was crawling around my attic. Okay. Ticked off. Um, happier things we did this week. We played a new game at home on Friday. Um, not Friday. Yesterday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Risk. Lord of the Rings edition. I saw that. It was pretty sweet. So a lot of you are probably familiar with Risk, where you like amass armies and like try to take over territories and fight each other, right? Yeah. Well, the spin on this is, first of all, the map is like Lord of the Rings map. So yeah. So like all the territories are like, you know. Yeah, Lord of the Rings lore. Um, but the ring is moving throughout the game. At the oh, end of every cool. turn, there's a, this path starting over, you know, obviously in the Shire. And it kind of winds its way through all these different places. And sometimes um, when it lands on some spots, you have to roll a dice. If it's three or more, it moves again. And if not, then it doesn't. Okay. Um, but other than that, once the ring reaches Mordor and you roll successfully to get thrown in Mount, Mount Doom, yeah. game's over. So what the fuck's the point of the game? Well, at that point, you see who has the most territories. Oh. But if you've ever played Risk, that's a good thing that there's an endpoint. Because I've had games of Risk... Go forever. Like, literally four or five days of four or five hours of each day. So, I kind of like that part of it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The other cool thing is, like, you have these armies with, like, orcs and, like, archers. Yeah. yeah it's cool. It looks cool. Um, it's still a complicated game. Like, Risk has never... It's um, not an easy game. No, it's not as like complicated as Axis and Allies, which is a World War II like like game that has similar principles, but it's huh. still fairly complicated. There's cards you draw, like territory cards, and like all these, there's another set of cards. Um, but yeah, the combat's pretty straightforward. There's three attack dice, two defend dice. Nice. Yep. Um, my son is ruthless. Like he's like attacking every opportunity he gets. Like. Did that work out well for him? Initially it did, because he get, got so many territories, he get rewarded for getting territories, but he's starting to spread himself thin. Gotcha. Maybe, maybe open for a attack to the rear. Yeah. We'll see. Um, so that was fun. The game's not over yet? No. No, we played for two hours, and... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's still on the table. We'll play some more on Friday, uh, but we have other things we're going to do Friday, too, which I'll talk about next week. Um, there's one other thing that I'm forgetting... So I will look it up really quick, if I can. That's... Oh, yeah, you want to watch the soccer. No. Actual football. American football. Wait, what? So, if you have listened to me long enough, you know that I don't give two shits about sports. I thought your wife said that it was soccer. No. If she did, she lied. Pretty sure she said soccer. Yeah. But okay. No. Football. Okay. American football. That's actually yeah. handball. Yeah. Hand. It's not even a ball. It's a. It's a. What's that shape? It's a sphere. No, a sphere is circular. Oh well, I mean it's kind of circular if you look at it sideways. It's yeah. It's like an egg shape. Yeah. Footballs are not actually balls. Yeah. They're weird shape. Um. So my daughter was playing band. Um. For the high school. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But what does she do? As soon as she gets there, she trips and falls and breaks her instrument. So she actually wasn't playing at all. So does she own the instrument? What's that? Does she own the instrument? Yes. It'll get repaired. It's not a big deal. But the she didn't tell us that. So we showed up, paid $15 to get in, sat down in the stands, and then she comes I'm not actually playing. And break my instrument. I'm like, okay, are we staying so you can, like, you know, at least march with your bandmates and pretend like you're... No, we can go now. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I don't like watching football. So I almost watched football, but I think we came during halftime. Yeah. So we got to see the... Uh, um, high school band play, not her band. Yeah. And they were good. Um, really good. They played Bruno Mars songs. That's cool. 
but I didn't see actual football, so I'm still that's happy. Funny. He would have enjoyed watching football, but I don't want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's fucking weird. I was like, can I bring my switch to the game? Did you? I almost did, but it was yeah. raining that day, and I didn't uh, want to switch away. Yeah, that would suck. So that's what I've been up to: not watching football, even though it's a football game. Sweet. Crawling the attic. Yep. Playing risk. Yeah. What you been up to, Zach? Uh, I'm getting ready to go to Vegas. Why? Work. So I've been working a lot. My eyes itch because I'm tired. Um, working a lot. And then the family was sick this weekend, so I didn't get go hunting. So I stayed home um, this weekend. And then I worked even more. I think I've already got like, I don't know how many hours I got this week. A ridiculous amount. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to Vegas on next Monday, so mm-hmm. we're gone. So oh. like a week. Okay. So we'll be recording over Skype or something. Okay. So. Yay. Yay. So, anyways, uh, that's what I've been doing this week. I really honestly just ready just, for that. Yeah, work. Well, I've been playing a couple video games. Me too. I know. I was surprised. I beat two games actually. Nummy. So the first game I beat was Icy, and I got this game because Steam ran this insane deal where you could buy this game Icy and uh, Steam. I, yeah, I got that deal. I also got an email saying that they might be sending my Steam link in three Same to six weeks. as me, yes. They, uh, They're like, this is an insanely popular deal. Or, yeah, because yeah. it was like eight bucks for yeah. a Steam link. I think it was like 18 after well, shipping, like, but yeah. Right, but the base price for it's this, 50. this ra- random game. Yeah. Yeah. So we both jumped on it. Um, so Icy, since you probably haven't played it, Mm-mm. is like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. You're like this anime-inspired robot chick with... You move really fast. Like, you mm. can like move all over the screen. You can dash. That's kind of cool. You get like a double dash and jump. And you're fighting these um, robots. But it gets really weird because, like, there's a narrator. And, like, the narrator is, like, telling you to go places. And you, you're like, no, screw you. I'm go the other way. So it's sort of like this game called Stanley's Parable that you've never played either. Yeah. But but where you can ignore the narrator and kind of go your own way. Oh, that's kind of cool. And every now and then, the game will kind of get glitchy and, like, boot you out to the menu of, like, this old PC. Huh. It's like a game within a game. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, so it's so it got... wasn't a complete shit waste on the game. No, but... no, it was fun. Um, and I beat it, although it's, like, it's got all these layers. Like, yeah. I haven't got all the achievements. I've got, like, roughly not quite two-thirds, but there's, like, all these weird achievements you can get by going huh. through again and get, you find the true ending, probably. But we'll see if I actually ever do that. But it was fun. I played it for a couple hours, got the first ending. um, And like I said, got over half the achievements. I'm still playing Golf Story. Sweet. Slowly. Um, You haven't dealt yet? No, see, it's it's like the game I played before we went to bed. So I'll play a couple holes, do a couple little side missions, and go to sleep. Um, But I beat another game, which was Hellblade, uh, Send You a Sacrifice. I thought you beat that last week. I don't think so. Okay. If I did, I apologize. I think I was in I'm the middle. Sure you beat it, but maybe not. Well, it, it was last week when I beat it. it okay, like, it might like, not have so been. I talked to you about the ending. Yeah, that's true. But I think when last show, I was in the middle of playing it. Okay. So I was very happy with the ending. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah? Yeah. I don't want to really... No, don't spoil it. But... Um, so it's like one of the games of the year, possibly. Yeah, I thought the game looked really good. It was a... Um, it had the look of a AAA game, but it was a budget price game. It was a shorter game, like six to eight hours, somewhere in there. And and it was this team's actual first game, because it was actually a subsidiary team that has never created a full game. Well, they've... 
I'm not sure about that. They've had other projects like Heavenly Sword for PlayStation 3. I get that, but they Enslaved Garden of the West. Yeah, um, but the team, the actual people that worked on this have never created a game. So they broke off from their parent company? Yeah. Well, it looks good, and it's a great effort. Um, the combat did get repetitive, and the puzzles got repetitive. I thought, like, you should have, like, 20% more of this type of puzzle. But the type of puzzle itself was innovative. Like, you had to line up things in, in the environment with your sight... You have like the second sight, mm -hmm. and like things will reveal themselves to you or will change. So it's kind of neat. They just kind of overdid it. And then when it came to the combat, um, once you realized you just had to kind of do this timing thing of dodging and then striking and then dodging and striking, you could win most battles huh. eventually. Um, so it wasn't like as complex as like the Batman style of game yeah. of combat, um, which. Speaking of the Batman style combat, is pretty prominently featured in another game that I'm playing that I forgot to write down, which is um, uh, Hand of Fate 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when you do combat in that game, it's a lot like Batman with the parry. Oh, well, that's the, cool. Yeah. Is it fun? Uh, the first level that I've played that I've had time to play, yes. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of time to play games. Sweet. That's all I played. Sweet. Actually, I forgot something I did this week, um, so I kind of lied to you earlier. Right. Pencil fire. So, your hob shit's done. So, these are yours. Sweet. For you to take home. Um, so, my picture frames aren't in yet. But. So, you you can see these. Yeah, so those are the Hob posters that we got back um, at the Hob release party um, at PAX. And so I had them framed. Um, well, actually, I bought the frames and then framed them. Um, but my last one should be coming down Monday. So you're just missing one? Uh, Cool. I can't wait to put these up in my... Yeah, make sure you don't have any duplicates, sir. Oh, yeah. Well, mine are all different. Okay, cool. The ones you gave me. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. And I have been playing, um, I played some D&D last Friday. So tell me about your character. So my character is a half-intelligent, uh... So that means half-stupid? He talked like this a lot, and uh, he's a, basically he's just like straight power, um, dual-handed sword, great sword, um, wielding dwarf that uh, basically hates everybody, and so right now I'm big, wearing, big stretch. yep, I was dragging around just to be a complete asshole, I killed a wolf, and then I tied my hemp rope around its neck, and I was dragging it around the map. Mm -hmm. And just to piss people off because people are like, that's fucking stupid. And I was like, fuck you. I'm gonna fucking drag the goddamn wolf around me because you wouldn't let me tame him and make him my pet. So fuck you. I'm dragging the dead wolf behind me. So I'm dragging him around behind me for an hour and a half. And then I decided that I didn't want to drag him around me anymore. So I gutted him and now I'm wearing him as a cape. <laughs> so. So you're a real social character. I'm a very social character. And for the first part of our excursion, we were on a cart with oxen, and there was beer in the back, and we were supposed to get off this cart and go to battle. Well, I got off the cart and cleared the roadway and killed a bunch of goblins mm -hmm. by my fucking self, and then all these guys were like, man, we're going to go on an adventure. And so I said, fuck you guys, I'm staying at the cart. So I sat at the, sat at the cart for four hours and drank beer. So then, literally, I got on my friend's computer and fucking played PC games and drank beer while they did the D&D adventure. You literally sat in this stupid cart? Like, yep. Why? Because, fuck them! 
Well, so, I mean, you got into character, I guess. Yep. So Antisocial dwarf. Yep. So then eventually they convinced me that literally the, they could not progress <laughs> into the story if I did not join their character. So a wizard teleported me to their characters, which I don't think he really had the ability, but the dungeon master was just like, dude, seriously, we need you to literally fucking play this game, so... No, just be playing yeah, computer. Exactly. Wait, what were you playing on the computer? I don't remember, like Dota or something. Well, you could have put it here. You played Dota. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a true. video game. I think I was like, yeah, that's true. I played a little bit of Dota. That kind of sucked. But, anyways. Um, yeah. So we did D&D. So you played Dota while you were playing D&D. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep, Dota D&D. Right. Um, I also played a game called Homeless. Okay. So... I need suggestions for, like, good Android-based uh, games that are, like, story-driven. You, like, build up a character, like, that's not MMO. Oh, you want to build up a character. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say story-driven. I got one idea for you, but... I want, like, I want like a character, like, you collect swords and, mm. like, you know, like, 8-bit pixels and shit. Have you seen, heard of Evil Land? No, I, I saw it on there. I think I'm going to buy it. Look at Evil Land, Evil Land 2. Okay. Um, but I did pick up Homeless, because it looks like he's a South Park character. Yeah. And basically, you're legitimately a homeless person. You have to control your hunger and your health. And you have cash, you have your age, right? You start at 18 years of age. You have your lodging, which is a cardboard box. Your transport is barefoot, and your education is none. But now you can go over to here, and it has jobs, criminal jobs, regular jobs, and central bank. You can deposit money into your central bank as you get it. You can do criminal jobs like steal a bicycle for $30, rob people for $75, steal a car for $200, sell weed for $400, sell dope for $800, kidnap somebody for $1,200, terminate a target for $1,800, and rob a bank for $10,000. So you want something with stats, not just not just a story-driven game. You want stats in it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, or you can, like, beg for a dollar, wash a car for five, which are, you know, these things are... Legitimate jobs are not going to, uh, um, they're not going to make you a shitload of money right out of the gate, but the end of it, you could make $50,000 to become the CEO of, uh, Positively Made, which is the company that made this game. Um, but along with that, you also have, you have to take care of your lodging, so you, your cardboard box is free, but rent in a basement is $70 a month, um, up to buying a mansion. You have to buy your transportation, and each one of these jobs requires a certain type of lodging, transportation, and a weapon. Um, or education. You can go do education, um, which would be like more of the legitimate side of it. You can do real education, or you can do criminal skills, which is like novice weapon skills, mobster weapon skills, hitman skills, pickpocket thief, burglar, master thief. Um, and there's special skills like a liquor license, driving license, learn business, learn laws, learn accounting, learn management. It's pretty fun. Um, I played it for a while. It gets really fucking repetitive. And there's like an easy way to cheat the game where you can just like literally eat, sleep, eat, sleep. And there's like free eating and like expensive eating. And it's it's okay. It was fine for a little bit. Kind of tired. Kind of over it now. Okay. So I need to find something that's actually going to like be fun to play. On your phone. On my phone. Okay. So, anyways, that's the games I've been playing this week, and I just uninstalled Homeless, so. Well, alright. I'm not homeless anymore. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Alright, you ready for some tech talk? Mm-hmm.
Oh, why don't you get your TikTok ready while I talk about mine? Because I know you haven't thought of one yet. Wait, I thought the, yours was the TikTok. Or no, you've got TikTok? a lot to get through, man. Jesus. All right. So what I was doing with my HVAC was um, I installed a new uh, smart thermostat. So my home doesn't have like the complicated needs that Zach's does. Mine's relatively straightforward. So I got one from, uh, I believe, Newegg called Sensi. It's from uh, Emerson Brand. What are you talking about? Like, your house is basically the same exact setup as mine. Mm, no. What are you talking about? You have more weirdness than me. What do you mean? Oh, like you don't have like weird room temperatures and shit? Not really. It's pretty straightforward. It's all forced air, gas, furnace, and a so it's mine. air conditioner. Well, uh, the Sensi was pretty easy to install. Okay. I took off what is the Sensi? Sensi is a Wi-Fi enabled um, also thermostat connects to the Alexa. So it's like a Nest. I guess it doesn't look as weird and space agey. It looks like a normal thermostat. Oh. Um, but it has like I can pull up right now on my phone and <laughs> turn my my kids turn the uh, air to fifty degrees if I wanted. That'd be fun. That'd be pretty fun. I'm gonna turn it down right now while we're talking. To 60, 58. What? It says 70. I know. That's what it currently is. Uh-huh. But... Let's oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> this is just terrible. I'm cold air on my kids. <laughs> and your wife. Yes. <laughs> um, so I pulled off the... Um, I got a message. Oh, it's nothing to do with that. All right, so I pulled off the cover of the old one and took a picture of like where all the wires are connected. Uh-huh. And then um, there's actually the app led you through the installation. Oh, that's pretty cool. So the first thing you do is download the app, and you go through step by step. It's pretty straightforward. You label the wires um, that where they were attached to your old system, and then based on those labels, you connect them. When I say connect, you just kind of unscrew a little bit, and then push the wire, and then then screw it mm-hmm. back in again. Pretty simple. Um, and I, you know, took the time to label everything, so it was all fine. And then power up. I turned the power off first. Um, I didn't mention that. Turn the power back on once it's all connected and then go through the Wi-Fi setup. Once the Wi-Fi is set up, it's connected to my app and I can either control it at the you know thing. Uh-huh. You can also lock out those buttons if you want and o- only control with the app. Um, and then, yeah, boom, you can go. I could be on vacation and decide, or like I just did, to turn off the, the heat. So now where are the sensors for this? Uh, just at the unit. Okay. That's... What's I mean by less complicated? Yeah. You want sensors throughout your house. I do. Um, I don't think I can control, like... You can't control certain rooms. No. Like, neither can it's I. It's either on or it's off. Yeah, but mine will... So it's always a little bit colder downstairs. Just it is. Yeah. So. But, it... like, with my... Well, not the one that I'm thinking about getting. If I had one in our coldest room in here, like, if I had one in different rooms, it's going to average it out and try to get the average temperature... Um, throughout the whole entire house. Right. Well, that's what I understand it is. Yeah, I How went much? with a cheaper solution. How much was yours? Hundred bucks. Damn, that's hard to pass it. Yeah, it was on sale, but still. How much is it normally? Do you know? One ninety nine, something like that. No, more like one fifty, I think. Okay. Um, well, guys, uh, for me, I have the Gamdius Zeus P one RGB optical optical but optical gaming mouse, uh, dual level RGB customized streaming light. 1200 DPI, um, adjustable DPI for pixel perfect accuracy, texture design, 8 smart key design, ergonomical. Um, so, unlike the, I think it's a, um, I 
think I have the Nyx or the Dementor. I think it's the Dementor series mask I'm using right now. This actually will change LED colors based off of the Hermes software. Uh, we'll have a video of this very shortly over at uh, the YouTube channel. Um, but... I like the form factor. Yeah. And it's got nice rubber on the side of it, so it nice, fits nice in your hand. Um, scroll wheel, nice little click. I'm assuming the scroll, scroll, scroll wheel lights up. Um, it's got back and front and a third one and two programmable thumb buttons. So, um, if you guys are watching this, you guys can kind of see what it looks like. And, uh, yeah. So, um... It looks nice, nice braided cord. And yeah, I like how that looks. Yeah. So, not yeah. bad. That's cool. Yeah. Light. Yeah, very light. So, anyways, we'll begin a review of that out here very shortly, guys. Um, here for Tasty Treat. Yes, let's see what Tasty Treat. Okay. After this break. And we are back. Tasty treats in hand. And I just got an email from Shirt Punch. So punch your shirt, bitch. Um, you punch your shirt or you punch it yourself? Okay. This week we're drinking uh, Oakshire Brewing's Overcast Espresso Stout. It's uh, IBU 27. Alcohol 5.8%. Um, OG 14.5 degrees. Original gravity. Yep. Brewed out of Eugene, Oregon. This is bottled 206. And enjoy fresh, which we kind of did. It was brewed on... I don't know. Uh, smooth, dark, and delicious year-round overcast is one of Oakshire's most recognized and decorated beers. Brewed as an oatmeal stout. And blended with locally roasted coffee, cold brewed in-house, espresso stout is a fixture of life in the Pacific Northwest. So, yeah. Um, cheers. Cheers. Usually they have a date when it says drink fresh. It's pretty yummy. It's very good, I think. Alright, ready to kick it? I guess. I don't know what I'm walking into, so... I'm just gonna make a... Since you don't pick it, I'm gonna give you a sex toy. That's cool. Got one for Q, right? Yeah, I found one for Q. Only 3,500 pounds. Yeah, exactly. So, mine is kind of hard to describe. Um, I'm gonna start by letting the the creator talk about it, but I feel like he doesn't completely... Okay. So, go ahead and listen to what he says, and we'll, and we'll be right back after that. What would it be like to own the only copy of an album in the world? I'm Spruik, and I'm asking you to help make this a reality. Imagine an album re-recorded a thousand different times to create unique copies, each with every detail different. That's pieces. Now there's a storyline, a post-apocalyptic one. As you can see, America is not faring so well in the near future. The hints and clues as to why are spread in distinct story fragments scattered across all the pieces. You can get a digital download of the standard copy that everyone will receive, that copy on vinyl. You can get a digital copy of a unique version of the album that belongs to you, and you can get that unique one printed on a single issue, one of vinyl. 
That's so cool. There's also an art book with all the art you can see here in gorgeous high res so you can get your coffee table looking pretty with all this post-apocalyptic spread. Okay, so Pieces is like an album that is like algorithmically created. Um, so everyone will get a slightly different copy, I think. Okay. And the conceit of the album is it's like pieces of audio found after the end of America. And there's some really cool art that goes along with this. And one of the rewards is you could buy a, um, a coffee book of the art. Huh. But um, the art kind of reminds me of like Last of Us where like things are like overgrown, um, like familiar looking Americana, um, but it's overgrown and destroyed. Um, so... You can get this album digitally. You can also get it, like, um, here's some pictures. Oh, wow. Um. Oh, that's cool. That's the guy. Um, there's another picture, sort of, you can sort of see. Huh. Oh, that's really pretty. Yeah, so the coffee table book would be kind of cool. There'd be 20 images that go along with it. Um, but you can also get the images just digitally. Um, they're... So it's really, I'm trying to fast forward to this one part. Let me just read this uh, because this isn't all in the video we just heard. America's broken and abandoned. Relics from humankind's brief stay are slowly being reclaimed by nature. And one damning question lingers, what happened here? In pieces, Buffalo electronic musician and composer Spruik will tell you one piece at a time. Pieces an album that is individually re-recorded from scratch for individual backers creating unique copies, each with their own music and story fragments. Hmm. Um, so we featured one of his works before, Music to, to Die Alone in Space 2. I remember that from a long time ago. It features the same album we recorded 310 times with unique variations. Hmm. Um, he's, so he's, he's kind of expanding on that. So some of the things you'll hear in the, in the album will be cassettes, handheld recorders, radio broadcasts, voicemails. And you'll get like little 10 second snippets, like at the beginning or at the end of a track. Oh, that's cool. Um, there are dozens of recordings, some with 20 or more minutes of source material that only appear in short, glitched segments on each individual copy. Perhaps Lister's A copy has 20 seconds of a cassette recording, in which a fight can be heard, but Lister B's copy has the next 20 seconds, in which you can hear an apology or screams. Oh, Jesus. Um, backers will have to work together, pool their knowledge, take notes, string together. You're fucking kidding me. So he's not putting uh, digital rights so you can like share this stuff on YouTube if you want. Um, so yeah, he's got an engine of algorithms he puts in the tracks. Some are stable tracks, so only very slightly, providing room for wild tracks. And then, yeah, so it's a crazy project. Um, I hope I described it so you can sort of understand it. It's like, like kind of like found bits of audio after an imaginary ending of America. Well, I mean, more, kind of, more and more likely an ending of America. Kind of like Fallout 4 with those little tape tubes. Yeah, out. like Fallout 4, like the radio station yeah. combined with the tapes. You can think of it that way. Um, so it's a, lots of ways. So it's a really intriguing project. Again, one of the things I think Kickstarter is good for, because I can't imagine him getting funding for this in traditional manners. No. So I'll break down the rewards for you real quick. Um, he's looking for $15,000. He's got $4,410 um, with 26 days to go. Um, you can back this project for um, $9 and get the basic album. 
get one digital download of the standard album pieces um, when it releases. $25 gets you the digital package, which um, gets you the album, the artwork, and what's called the album within the album, which if you want to read about it in Kickstarter, it's kind of hard to describe. It only gets released um, once all the backers get the rewards, and just go read it. Um, it's like the answer to everything? No, it's just... Go read it. His, It's a very convoluted Kickstarter. It's hard to describe. Hmm. Pieces, a thousand albums, albums at the end of America. Skipping up to the insane levels that no one will buy. Like I said before, you can get... Um, Nine dollars. Well, no, you can get a, a, a record mm, of it. You can yeah. get an art book. Um, for $249, I guess it's not that insane of a high level, um, you get the Dream and the Collectible. Your unique copy of the album delivered on a vinyl double LP, making it literally the only copy of that album in the world. Listen to a f piece of physical media knowing you're the only owner plus you know everything else, which everything else is physical copy of your unique copy on a double LP, physical vinyl LP of pieces, the first piece, physical copy of pieces of paper, which is the art book, digital download of pieces, the first piece, digital download of all assets in higher resolution, digital download of the album within an album, and digital download of a unique personal copy of pieces. So, yeah, crazy project. Sounds cool to me. Probably bored the shit out of half of you, but there it is. Pieces. A thousand albums at the end of America. I'm ready for a fucking nap. Or a drink. Or a drink. Hey, Tim. So we like to drink. We do. And I like to drink whiskey. Yeah, I like whiskey too. Yeah. Which, by the way, I keep forgetting. I have like nice whiskey downstairs. What the fuck? I know, I always forget. You gotta remind me sometimes. I will now. Yeah. Hey, so Phantom Ice Maker, seven clear, not evidence clear, but seven clear, slow melting ice shapes. Um, they have good audio? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Let's go ahead and let them describe it really quick. There are generally four elements to a great cocktail. Glassware, ice, liquid, and garnish. While most cocktail lovers wouldn't settle for less than perfect ingredients or glassware, they are often forced to settle for cloudy, impure ice that looks bad, melts quickly, and dilutes their hard-earned drinks. For the past four years, our team at Wintersmiths has harnessed the power of clear ice to bring cocktails, cold brews, and cold beverages of all kinds to a whole new level. We were thrilled to have launched two crystal clear ice molds here on Kickstarter, the Ice Baller and the Ice Chest. After getting some great feedback from our backers, we have found a way to take everything you already love about Wintersmiths and give you more of it. Phantom is a complete ice system that can create seven clear ice spheres, six clear ice cubes, eight clear Colin Spears, and 16 clear standard cubes. And the best part? All these crystal clear ice shapes can be made with regular tap water and your everyday freezer. Look out for more shape trays coming soon, too. Here's how it works. One. Fill the stainless steel container with ordinary tap water. Two, insert shape tray and place in any freezer. Three, remove in about 24 to 30 hours and twist the shape tray out of the container. Four, serve or store the ice for later. Phantom increases the amount of ice that you can create. It also includes upgraded double wall vacuum insulated stainless steel, which means improved quality and durability in case there are any slip ups. Now let's get a little nerdy and talk about the science at play. Clear ice is created by controlling the freezing process and removing any air bubbles or impurities. This also makes it denser so it won't crack apart, keeping your drink cold for longer. Another thing, 
Spheres have the lowest surface area to volume ratio and will melt very slowly, while several small cubes have the highest ratio and will provide faster dilution for stronger drinks. Phantom solves this with its variety of shapes and sizes. We could not be more excited to be back on Kickstarter with Phantom. Your support has made Wintersmiths a reality, and your incredible feedback over the past four years helped us develop Phantom. If you're looking for an easy-to-use device that improves the experience of enjoying any cold beverage, well, you've come to the right place. Cheers. So usually I'll say like one or two rocks inside of my glass, uh-huh. but like I could just do like one really big one. And it looks cool because it's clear instead of cloudy. Mm-hmm. When you freeze like ice cubes normally, it's always cloudy. Yeah. This has a unique system that pulls out the bubbles and makes it clear. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So I'm just going to jump to the background rewards level. They're looking for 50000 US dollars. They have $165,532 mm-hmm. with 1,305 backers 29 days ago. Um, you guys can jump in currently at the $85 level. Um, I get you the system with one tray, one type of ice cube. So yeah. There's like the little globes, the big globes, there's the squares, and there's the oblongs. Yep. And they all have different purposes. Exactly. Um, $99 gets you it at the standard price. 119 gets you the Phantom plus two shape trays. Um, or jumping all the way up to the most expensive, $159, gets you all four shape trays plus the Phantom. So, uh, yeah, if that drinking whiskey is something that you were into, go ahead and check this out. Yeah. All right, ready for some gaming news? Let's do it. So we don't have a whole lot for you today. Um... I'll cover one, you can cover the other one. Alright, this one, I don't know how to feel about this. On one level, I'm sort of sad, the other, I'm like, yeah, finally. Connect is. news. You were supposed to put something in there, remember? Mm-hmm. So you can look that one up while I'm talking. Yeah. So, the Connect is dead. Originally, um, this is a story from our friends over at don'tfeedthegamers.com. Um, first announced in 2010 for the Xbox 360, the motion-controlled camera device Kinect was inspired by the Nintendo Wii and meant to take gaming to the next level. 2013, the then lacking Kinect received some pretty major upgrades, making the responses much more effective, the camera more clear, and the spectrum of use much wider. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to make the peripheral hit, and Microsoft has now made the decision to halt any future production of the console add-on. The creator of Kinect, Alex Kipman, was joined by the GM of Xbox, and he confirmed the news of the production cease. Both Kipman and Matthew Lapson made it clear that once retailers were out of stock, that would be it. For people that are already on the Kinect, you will still have like support for a while, but there's no more Kinects going to be made. So, did you ever own a Kinect or an Xbox 360 for that matter? I owned an Xbox 360 you for many Kinect? years. No. I literally just sold my Kinect. I know, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> I just sold my Kinect for $10.00. On uh, Facebook. Should have saved it, man. Could have made a lot more money. I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants that Albatross. I sold all my Kinect games. I had a package where I was trying to sell like five or four or five Kinect games and the Kinect. And this lady wanted all of them except for one game. And then she didn't want the Kinect because she obviously already had one. So I ended up with just this one horror game in the Kinect. But it's Halloween month, so someone wanted that. So I sold the 
horror game and the Kinect for 10 bucks. So, I no longer own a Kinect. I, I don't know, it was kind of fun to play with initially. Um, there was a couple games that worked alright, and there and there's a whole bunch that really didn't. Just Dance worked alright. Um, but yeah, after the initial like novelty of Connect, mm -hmm. some people seem to like it for the voice command aspect. But what I will never understand is why didn't they just build a microphone into the controller? It's really weird. And yeah, then you could know. still have the voice control, but well, without the stupid Connect. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that part is done now for Microsoft. You ever heard of NeoGAF? Yeah. Like the um, website... NeoGAF was where the nerdiest of the nerdy gamers hang out and talk about stuff. Yeah, Developers but... Developers go there too. Developers go there too, and it's like kind of like a common mutual space where like nobody's like, you're a fucking like Xbox trailer. Well, trolls get banned. Yeah, pretty, pretty exactly. Quickly. But, apparently, sexual abusers do not. I mean, that's unfortunately part of gaming culture, thanks to Gamergate. Yep. So, uh, The Verge actually broke the story from, uh, a guy named, by the name of, uh, uh, your wife messaging us, by the way. Sweet. Audie Robertson, um, broke on October 23rd, 2017. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of just read this, actually, because he did this really good justice, and it's not super long. Uh, Influ influential games forum NeoGAF is in disarray after a woman accused owner Tyler Malka of sexual misconduct in 2015. In a Facebook post that's preserved on TheVerge.com, the woman identified by Kutaku as a film director who has worked with Malka said that he followed her naked into a shower against her wishes while the two were in a New Orleans on a road trip. While she initially didn't name Malka, she followed up with a comment reading, Google Ev Evil Lore which is his NeoGAF handle. Kotaku reports that since then, um, I got a hair or something in my mouth. Uh, since then, the site's mod since then, half the site's moderators have quit, and a number of users have written inflammatory posts in protest, hoping to get themselves banned. This isn't the first red flag about Mulka, as Kotaku and Glixel note. He wrote in a 2012 post about groping a woman who asked him to buy her a drink in a bar in order to show that, quote, that I wasn't being taken advantage of, end quote. Malka defended his actions in a follow-up post, then allegedly banned critics. But this action, direct accusation, but this direct accusation was apparently a step too far for many users. The site spent part of the weekend offline for, quote-unquote, scheduled maintenance, then reappeared this morning and apparently purged a post about the incident. NeoGAF launched in 2004 as a spinoff of the Gaming Age forums, and it's become a major source of leaks and insider knowledge, as well as meticulously constructed hoaxes in the gaming world. Malko himself has supported politically progressive causes in the past, but Kotaku also spoke to users who felt he had been dismissive towards stories of sexual harassment, and Malko has not responded to a social media message requesting a comment as Polygon notes his online presence is limited. But I also should note, and this is coming from me, um, personally not The Verge, should note that he also, anybody that brings up any of this Me Too stuff is being banned, and basically anything that has to do with political agendas currently is not allowed on NeoGAF. Hmm. So. so, what he should have done is he should have stepped down, handed over the website to somebody else, and said, I'm parting ways. Yeah, instead it's 
Uh, sounds like shit's on fire over there now. Mm-hmm. I'm not part of the... And all moderators I now, all moderator name. usernames are hidden. So you can't see who's done what or who's doing what. Oh, man. That's never so, good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a shit show right now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to something more positive, like game releases. Sweet. This is a big week for game releases. Let me see if I can announce some of this shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to talk about some of these, so go too fast. Damn it. All right. Destiny 2 PC. Don't care. Fuck! Hidden Agenda, PS4. Yeah, I don't know what that is. The Mummy Master. Do we want to play that? So that's like from way forward. They've played, um... What like the fuck is the NSW? Nintendo Switch. What? It should just be NS. It's Nintendo Switch. If you want to make the list, you can make the list. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Okay, yeah. so WayForward makes games like the, um, those Shantae Genie games. A couple of... Whatever. They make good size scrolling platformers, basically. Okay. And this game is loosely based on that Tom Cruise mummy movie that came out. But they just use it basically as an excuse to have like this commando guy that looks sort of like Contra to go through levels and... Like, it's basically like Castlevania, like all sorts of random monsters. Like okay. Floating eyeballs, Wolfman, whatever. Like, doesn't even really matter that it's the mummy. They just use an excuse to make, like, this monster game. So, it's really weird. Yeah, I'll probably end up getting it, but I have so many games I'm trying to play right now, there's not really a point for me to buy right now. I feel like you're going to get the next one, too. Okay, what's the next one? This is the police! <laughs> I don't know what that is. Neither do I. What's it coming out on? Uh, Nintendo Switch West. You're dork. Okay. Night's Terror. Don't know what that is. Night Terrors? Is that something? I sometimes have those. That's what this game's called. Screaming. Ah. Yeah, exactly. That's on the Nintendo Switch West as well. Fort Defense North Menace. What the fuck? Don't know. PS4. The Inner World. The Last Wind Monk. PS4. Knowledge is Power. PS4. You just tell me not to go too fast. I'm kind of slowing down. Knights of Azure 2. Bride of the New Moon. I'm sure there'll be a coverage of that on thebuttsmashers.com. Pretty positive. SingStar Celebration. Oh, by the way, that was PS4, and so is SingStar. Slayaway Camp, The Butcher's Recut. I played uh, the Slayaway um, Christmas DLC, and that was pretty tight. What the fuck is Slayaway? Slayaway is like this weird puzzle game where um, you can only move like all the way across the board, and you're trying to guide like these syrup. It's really fun. I'll show okay. it to you really quick when we're done. All right. I can show you in like five minutes or less. All right. Um, that's you. No, that's you. Okay, well, PS4. We're on PS4. Yeah. So. Okay. What the fuck did you do to your arm? I don't know. Okay. Yo, Mario, Wario, Midnight Shadows, PS4, PS, and VR. don't know. What the fuck there's, is PSN VR? PS4 VR. PlayStation VR. <laughs> You want to write this? Go ahead. <laughs> Next week, Tim's going to be like, it's all on you. I'll be like, Tim, I got like shitty ass hotel internet. I don't care. <laughs> Crime Cities, PC. Okay. I um, promise there's some big releases. Persona 5 Ultimate Edition, Suck My Dick, PS4, PS3. Yeah, that's a game I'll never play. I still want to play Persona 3 and Persona 4 because I own them. And I've heard they're good, and I just don't have the time right now. <sighs> I do want to play Memories that. Memories of old. I played that at PAX. It's pretty cool. Is that cool. the one with the Indian dudes? So there was two that sort of looked similar as far as art style. Okay. This one you're flying around a lot. Is this the one where you're the Indian dude? You no. have to do like the water? No. And like, okay. No. Because that game was buggy as fuck. This is different, but it had some similar look okay. to it. Okay. Uh, PS4, PC. 
Mahjong Royal Towers, PS4. I'm not gonna play that. Violet, Nintendo Switch West. ACA Neo Geo Mutation Nation, Nintendo Switch West. I've released a ton of those Neo Geo games. Jesus. Zombie Gold Rush, Nintendo Switch West. That sounds like a clicker. Time Recoil, Nintendo Switch West. A lot of Nintendo Switch. This is like where Nintendo Splasher. This is like the period where Nintendo Switch just unleashes the bloatware, the crap, like the Wii and the Wii U did before them. Yep. Splasher, Nintendo Switch West. Moon Hunters, Nintendo Switch West. That's the game you reviewed, right? Moon Hunters? What's the, the shopkeeper game called? That's Moonlighter. Oh, damn it. It tricked me. Super Mario Odyssey. Never heard of it. Coming out to the PlayStation 4. No. No? No, there's some people I know. Oh, that's that. on the Switch West. There's some people that are like, when can I play Mario on my Xbox? I've, I've literally had that conversation with people. Um, yeah, I yeah, should be getting my co happen. copy in the mail Friday or Saturday. Really? Yep. Nice. With a collectible coin. That's cute. I'll try to remember to bring it. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins. So Xbox the, One, PC, PS4. You played? Two. Okay. I kind of want to play this one. Because I like Egypt. I'll see what their views is. Okay, that's true. Origins is a brand brand new one, right? Yep. Wolfenstein 2, the Fuck new Colossus. Yeah. I kind of want to play that. I totally want to play that. I might have to borrow it from you. Well, yeah. I'll get it eventually. This is a game I will get eventually. I haven't beaten the, the last of Wolfenstein, though. So I should probably do that first. Yeah. This one's set in like the 60s and 70s, I think. Or I think Jimi Hendrix is in it somewhere. So it'd be the 70s, right? I think so. Alternate America, Nazis have won. But they're still Jimi Hendrix. Yep. So not everything sucks. Exactly. There's still a black dude running around somewhere. I, I, yeah, how come the Nazis have let that happen? <laughs> Fuck if I know. Alright. Maybe he's overseas. I don't... No, I mean, the Nazis pretty much won. That's true. I, yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but there's Nazis. Anyways, you, you got to kill them and punch them in the face, so I'm all over that. And shoot them in the nuts. Mm -hmm. Little Nightmares, complete edition PS4. I also want this, because that game's supposed... Like it's Little Nightmares. It's like a platformer, but it's like little monsters and shit. And it looks really cool. Okay. It's, it's been on PC, but... I think I'll take a, your word for it. Um, Roger liked it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's our game releases. Sweet. That means that's our show. That's our show for this week, guys. Don't forget to tune in next week when I'm in shiny Las Vegas with strippers and prostitutes. Or maybe there won't be a show next week if sex too wasted. That's we'll see. Very possible. Stay tuned too. and find out. Exactly. So that's when this episode, which was 163, which Tim did... Four. Four. 164, which Tim did not say when he entered the podcast. And, uh, by the way, I am your host, Zach. Um, so yeah, anyways, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, youtube.com forward slash plug and play gamer, and don't forget to prime and shine. <laughs> <laughs>